what's going on? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, well, this is yet another classic, wonderful retro pay-per-view review. Uh, this week, we're doing a Halloween Havoc, 19, WCW Ooh. Halloween Havoc 1998, uh, a show that was, uh, that was uh, I think, said by a lot of people, or as quoted as being, it was, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> it was, uh, I think know, that was my quote. Yeah, it, it's 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 a Halloween show. You know what I mean? And it, it's, it's it had its scary moments. And right. It had its you know tricks and its treats. That's for damn sure. Uh, but I'm your host, uh, officially representing the NWO Wolfpack. I'm Ooh. Corey Smith, and joining Wait. me. Did did they ever did they do the West Side thing? Nash did both. Oh, Nash did. I mean, I it would be because Nash. the Wolf. He, he's so and... he's so hip hop. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just don't want to throw up the WP to, anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nowadays I'm just like, no, I'm just I'm just gonna say Wolfpack. You yeah. know, it's that's reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nonetheless, I'm your host. I'm Corey Smith. Uh, being joined via internet zoom chat just like everybody else in the world on every single podcast mr jose osiguera how are you you doing how's everybody out there doing especially you my favorite listener uh well i mean i guess i'll go first you asked me first so hold on please uh (laughs) i'm doing good uh another day in paradise like i said halloween havoc 98 uh i i finally got through the show i think yesterday uh, the day before recording this, and I I took two and a half viewings too. It was yeah. a task. It was a task. Yeah. It was long. It was long. It was definitely long. Uh, before we're gonna talk about the whole show, um, there was no pre-show. This is actually uh, playing the same night as uh, we did earlier. We did the uh, the Sunday Night Heat review, and if you didn't watch mm-hmm. that, I mean, first off, just hear about us talk about a fucking bullshit episode of Sunday Night Heat. But uh, yeah, this is like WCW. Not in their prime. I wouldn't say in their prime. I think this is when they're they're starting to teeter over. You know what I mean? They jumped the shark when they split NWO into two. Yes. No. Absolutely. Uh, well, I think they jumped a the shark when they started uh, forming. Okay. No. For real. For real. They jumped a the shark the night that Hogan um, screwed Sting at Starcade '95. Okay. Well, that 96? that. that uh, the, I mean, I think they really jumped the shark when Evil Knievel jumped the shark on live TV. <laughs> you know, um, it was it was Fonzie. But this this uh, this pay per view was known for one of the worst matches in WCW history. Oh and, my god! Um, Warrior I, uh, versus not the Ultimate Warrior, but just Warrior versus Hollywood Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, because and, you know, and they Hulk- really missed out on a really clever, uh, a really clever angle and a marketing opportunity with uh, the One Warrior Nation. So it's NWO in reverse. Yeah, no, I um, you know what? Even when I was a kid, I'm gonna talk about real quick when I was a kid watching this because mm-hmm. I remember, I remember the one Warrior Nation. I remember like I was like, oh, is this gonna be like some state? And I was just like, that's dumb. It's just NWO backwards. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. To me, it just wasn't. It, it didn't click with me. It's because they dropped the ball with the marketing on this. Yeah, yeah. it's a good idea, but they just didn't run with it. Uh, we have why D- because Hogan had his uh, jaws clamped down on the. Uh, yeah, Eric Bischoff's junk. Uh, but you know, my official overview of the show was this was a three-hour and sixteen-minute pay-per-view. Which, if you remember watching it live, which I don't remember watching it live, I remember watching it later uh, because yeah. I I was a WWE kid at the time. My dad mm-hmm. was a WCW fan. 
Um, but uh, this is a three hour and 16 minute uh, pay-per-view, which I believe the last 16 minutes of the episode or the pay-per-view was cut off because it ran over on uh, on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people didn't even get to see the main event, which I fucking thought was one of the matches of the night. It, it was the match of the night. Diamond Dallas Page versus Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this is a commentary team of Bobby Heenan, Tony Schiavone, and Mike Tanay were absolutely fantastic. Refreshing from today, right? Um, because I will say this. Well, Tony Schiavone is just, he, you know, he's, he's a godsend. He, he's Tony Schiavone, yeah. Yeah. Um, even though that they had moments where they're talking over each other and uh, they're trying to call spots that aren't even happening, like they're, but they're trying their hardest. Like there's no earpiece in their ear. There's nobody in their ear saying, ah, say this or say that. Get this yeah, line you they're just tell, listening to themselves and talking, yeah. You can tell in the moments they they see something happening weird in the ring and they're just like, Oh, that was that was a unique maneuver that they're done by Wrath. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what I mean? Things like that. And they would they were trying their hardest, uh, but they were calling it they were actually calling the show and not reading off of a script. And I Yeah, and let's let's not forget that at this time WCW was flying by his pants seats and they were writing on, you know, as it came. Yeah. So Things could have been changing. There could have been script changes, you know, five minutes before the announcers even knew. Yeah. Well, which you know, it makes it kind of authentic. Yeah. I mean, well, I think they. I think what I'm trying to say is, compared to WWE, where WWE had said you have to say these words mm-hmm. over and, and over don't again. say these words. Yeah. yeah. Which, okay, I will say this. I will defend WWE in the sense where they they're over like they're over management, like Vince McMahon's. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, he's just overbearing about how everything's done in a particular way. Yeah, he he has like an OCD about him, about his Which show. Which does make WWE, it gives it a distinct look. It looks professional. Yeah. Even when you're watching some of these retro episodes of Heat, uh, like we are every single week here on YouTube.com. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to our social media plug. So, um but there's some moments in WCW where things just kind of happened, and you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Like even the announcers are like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah, like product a lot of production errors, um, even within the arena on TV. And I know there's some, you know, redubbing of music and things like that. But there's just mm-hmm. little things here and there that just don't make fucking sense. Where in WWE, I will say this: with Vince having the oversight on everything, it's a clear, concise vi- vision. At least it mm-hmm. was. Now yeah, he's yeah. all over the fucking place. But, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, I think, why WWE, like, really won the Monday Night Wars. But that's a whole Yeah, that's and, a whole and you know, there's a bunch of reasons why they won the Monday Night Wars. But I will give WCW credit during that Hogan Warrior match. There was a super huge botch. Uh, we'll talk about it more later. But I, yeah. I think that the finish you mean was the whole match on the fly. The well, whole match was? Yeah. A- yeah. Uh, the, I think that the match was changed on the fly. Yeah. And they recovered and still stayed relevant to the angle and the whole buildup to that match. Well, we're going to talk about all of that. Uh, before we do, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Hit the little thumbs up and bell down below at CWR415 on Twitter if you're into that. Or uh, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at City Wrestling Radio to stay up to date with all the Good shit happening in the world of wrestling. Um, because, you know, every week we do our retro heat shows. Every week 
me and Michael do The B Show, where we talk about NXT and AEW. That's The B Show on YouTube.com slash, I'll just say slash City Wrestling Radio. Just search City Wrestling Radio and yeah. YouTube. I mean, it, it, it's... Do the search. We'll come up. Yeah. We are on the road to run 100. So, guys, if we, when we get the 100 subscribers, I will get the Cody tattoo. On, well, the temporary tattoo on my neck. And uh, and we will review, I don't know, Collision in Korea. Sure. Mm-hmm. Why not? Well, that sounds like a, a good one. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into the full show. Um, So this took place uh, October 25th, uh, 1998 from the MGM Grand in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, which I believe is actually not Las Vegas, Nevada, when I was looking it up, because I guess some of the strip resides in Paradise, Nevada. Oh, really? So I didn't know that. So the entire Las Vegas Strip isn't in Las Vegas. Didn't know that, and I learned oh. something new today. But me too. I was today years old when I learned that. So there you go at home. If, if you're ever in a bind and you're drunk and you're, 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 you're being... <laughs> You're walking down the strip and you're like, hey, what they're like, what city is this? Because they're going to try to rob you. You're like, it's paradise, man. They're like, oh, this guy's a local. Don't mess with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just saved your life. So, uh, uh, I crossed count of nines. Yeah. Uh, we kick it off with, like I said, the uh, commentary team of Bobby Heenan, Tony Schiavone, and Mike Tanay running down the card. I do love how Bobby Heenan, <laughs> he's running down the card very seriously and he's just. You know, talking about the history of Warrior and Hogan, and all of a sudden he just stops, takes off his headset, and then just puts on like a little mask and goes, <laughs> boo, <laughs> to Tony Schiavone. And just, he was trying to get his attention for the longest, and Tony wouldn't look. Tony, Tony Schiavone. Like, Come on, look at me. Just, look at me. I love how just Schiavone's just ribbing him, kind of ribbing him the entire night. Like he's just like, no, you're lying, Heenan. You're lying. That didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we, uh, we, we get told that, uh, the streak is online because we know that Goldberg has been on a streak. Do you remember what, what they said? His nine uh, million was that? No, I don't fucking know. It, it was it, like at 165 or something yeah, like this that. Is, this is the most exaggerated point. I think it's going to come to an end soon. Um, I believe yeah. cause I, I think it did it end at 187. Something like that, yeah, at Starcade, uh, so it's soon. But to uh, Kevin Nash, right? Yeah, Cattle Prod. Yeah, because Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, yeah, it has to be soon because they are refuting, and, well, we thought they were refuting, and then. Yeah. And uh, we also get reminded that Hogan and Warrior, they're rekindling their uh, their feud from eight and a half years ago, nine New years. York. Ten years ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's only, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, it's just, okay, so. I guess the I guess well I guess we'll talk to the build of that match when we actually get mm-hmm. into him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kick into our first segment of the night is just the Nitro girls dancing Hooray, in the I ring. I miss them so much. They were dancing in the ring, and Mrs. HBK was part of that first crew, uh, formerly she? known as Whisper. Whisper. Fire was not there. She was absent, I think, but Shay was there. Shay was one of my favorites. She's the short. Uh, I believe she was. She's Filipino. I had no idea. I, when I was a kid, and I remember the night, my dad was like, my dad loved the Nitro Girls, but my dad was like a, a Jerry Lawler type when he like saw things like that on TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, puppies, puppies, puppies. And I'm just like, even as a kid, I'm like, yeah, that's great and all, but like, what do them on TV do for me here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not it's trying to get like weird, but like, yeah. I'm like, that does nothing for me. I'm sorry. It's just girls dancing and 
If, if they were like, hey, Corey, we're going to meet you next week and we're going to take you out to dinner. I'm like, oh, okay. I'd like to talk with you and mm. maybe, you know, have a life and a relationship and we grow old together and have kids and then uh, you die and then I fly up into the sky with balloons out of my house. Mm-hmm. Well, do you remember who the leader of the Natural Girls was? There was a leader? There was a leader. Uh, there was a girl that introduced uh, a woman. It's Stacy Keebler. No, negative. She was good, not around yet. Good guess, though. Uh, I don't know. Kimberly Page. Hmm. Diamond Dallas Page's wife. She was, I don't want to say the worst dancer, but she wasn't up to par with the other girls because yeah. they were all professional dancers. And she's, well, she's so a leader. She's more of an actress. She's she's the she leader. was a leader. She introduced it. I'm not too sure whose idea it was. I'm I'm gonna guess it was Bischoff's idea, but it, it may have been Kimberly because Diamond Dallas Page has been known to have a little bit of stroke backstage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been in WCW for a long time, so. Yeah, I mean, he was he was well into his 40s, maybe late 30s when he won his first title. Yeah, I mean, he was he started wrestling in his 30s. Oh yeah, and yeah. that was in the eighties. Yeah, no, it was early night, early early nineties. He was the manager, he's a to manager. The diamond stud. Yeah, Scott All. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then we have Mean Gene on the entrance ramp. Gene uh, welcomes. Ooh. Yes, he welcomes Rick Steiner out to the the ramp. Rick says, "Tonight, Scott, he isn't my brother. He's just another opponent. Gene, it's the hound and the pound, and I'm ready to get down." And I was like, okay, that was the, the strong words from a very strong man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that should just be like the, the random like fill in phrase. Uh, yes. Yeah, strong words from a strong man next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but out comes buff Bagwell and uh, Bagwell says last week he goes, it, it was a misunderstanding, but I think, but I've had enough of big Papa pump, which I don't get why he said it was a misunderstanding when like he, he hit, Scott Steiner, or he tried to swing at Steiner with a chair. Yeah. yeah. So okay, I mean, I get maybe a flub on lines, whatever. But it's it's Bagwell. So uh, Bagwell adds that he goes, "NWO doesn't work one on one." Let me watch your back tonight. Woo 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 woo. Mm-hmm. He, he barks, not me. Uh, Rick doesn't believe at Bagwell, but Bagwell says uh, he's done with the NWO. So Rick agrees. He's like, "All right, mm-hmm. let's do it." Oh 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 oh. And uh, Rick Rick Steiner is just he's just. I guess he's a Steiner. That's just, it runs in the family. And when Scott Steiner turned heel, like they were both just like, well, let's let both the crazy out. Mm-hmm. Like in in different ways, you yeah. know, but I feel like Rick Steiner definitely got a little bit more uh, into his dog character at this point. Yeah. And everybody that joined him as a tag partner, they did the filler role, you know, where they were, they turned into Scott Steiner light. Oh, where he had, to, where they had to be the dog. Yeah, yeah, it you happened. Know, they had to be the, the dog catcher. <laughs> they rounded him up, and then you know they they got behind him and held him by the neck. It's oh yeah. Uh, we kick it into finally our first match. Literally twelve, thirteen minutes into the into the pay per view, Raven versus Chris Jericho. So Raven's been on somewhat of a losing streak as of late. Uh, he comes out losing members of his flock. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Jericho. Um, he comes out to his uh, his future WWF theme song. Well, that was nuts, right? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> did did he have a song that was like a popular song? No, I, I understand. His, his song was like a, a WCW version of grunge back then, like maybe uh, Pearl Jam or something. Because like I can flow. I can understand 
uh, the Hogan dub overdubbing because he had Voodoo Child as his theme song. Yeah, and you have to pay royalties. WWE is not paying royalties for a Hendrix song. You know what I mean? No, no, no. So, um, but he comes out to the ring before the match. Raven says, well, "Obviously, I've been on a losing streak, but it's not. It's not in my control." What about Raven? I wasn't scheduled for a match. I, I went to bed at eleven o'clock this morning. I was like, I don't fucking care, Raven. It's your wrestler, dude. Get in the fucking ring. Uh, Didn't you know there was a pay per view? Come yeah. on. Jericho gets uh, gets the mic and says, "Raven, I don't, uh, I don't want to wrestle. Uh, that's okay with me. Uh, I don't want to be here either." But all the Jericho holics came to see me in action. Uh, Jericho says, "Even if, uh, even if they don't fight tonight, he'd probably get beat him in two minutes because he doesn't have it anymore." You loser. Uh, Raven runs to the ring. Jericho begins kicking. Uh, Raven, Jericho rips uh, off Raven's jacket and whips him with it. You know, there's one thing I will say about this tonight, the entire night. These mm-hmm. fucking WCW referees. Oh my God, they let everything. They go. are. They're New Japan referees, dude. Low blows are a low blows, chair upper. shots, yeah. fucking whips with with multiple clothing items, weightlifting belts, weightlifting belts, jackets. Jesus Christ. Uh, Raven sets up the stairs, uh, suplexes Y2J. I'm just going to call him Y2J. Just get used to it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know it's... I'll do it even in AEW reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll try to say Jericho. Jericho uh, gets suplex belly first into the stairs, which looked pretty bad. Raven uses the stairs as a ramp for a running drop kick back in the ring. Uh, Raven poses, then Jericho poses. Jericho drops Raven, throat first onto the ropes, landing into a springboard drop kick. Uh, Raven then whipped into the ring, and I wonder uh, when does this ten count begin? You know, like they were the refs were just—is that the referee's discretion? Just like, come on, guys, get back in the ring anytime now. One, hey guys, come on, you're being outside for a long time. Let's get it in. Okay, I'm gonna start again. Two, hey guys, like let's just—I—I I mean, it's just to me, it's—it's—I don't know, it's. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, it's a bit much. Anyways, um, that's why the twenty count is better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Raven then uh, whipped into the ring. Oh, that's why I already said that. Uh, Raven bites the face of Chris Jericho. Turnbuckle Steel is exposed, and Raven hits a powerbomb and uh, catapults Jericho into the exposed turnbuckle. Uh, Jericho applies the uh, Lion Tamer, but Raven gets the ropes. Jericho is living because he thought he won. We have a DDT to Jericho, followed by a kickout. Canyon is, for some reason, on the outside, but they don't really show him. Mm-hmm. But he's out there, and you you see him out there on the side. Uh, Jericho, I mean, he gets on the the was it the edge apron. of the ring, the apron. Yeah, the apron. Yeah. Jericho or Raven kind of like almost runs into him, and yeah, Jericho applies the lion tamer and wins. It was a yeah. really weird, convoluted fit. It was a good match. I li- I liked it a lot, but you know, it's <laughs> this is in hindsight comparing it to the the whole totality of the pay per view. Jericho, yeah, the Jericho, the way he won with, you know, him, like Raven getting, you know, confused with Canyon being out there, mm. and then he's tossed into Raven and rolls up Jerick or rolls up Raven into a Lion's Tamer, which didn't even look like that good of a Lion Tamer. Mm-hmm. It didn't even look that good. I could probably apply a better Lion Tamer. <laughs> like, whatever. Jericho doesn't even have it right here. I'm kidding. Uh, do you, and I would say that the original Lion Tamer looked much better than the Boston Crab that he does. Oh, today, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, one or two spots that were kind of scary this match, but overall, a great, fun way to start the show. Hot opener for me. Yeah, I really enjoyed this, especially after going through the rest of the pay-per-view, and then I realized how good this match was. And we got to realize that this is peak WCW Jericho. This is as good as he's going to be under... Uh, no Ralph is yet, thumb. but... Yeah. But, you know, this is, you know... A major title. What was it? The TV title. He held the TV yeah, title. Yeah. This this match was for the TV title. It's, it's um, on par with so yeah, the TNT it, title. What's that? It's on par with the TNT title today in AEW. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, give Jericho's props from back in the day doing his oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It was great. Like I said, a great fun match to begin the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Hogan and Bischoff coming out to cut a promo. Hogan is coming out in the, like I said, the generic NWO theme. Uh, Hogan is the one wrestling shirt that has always eluded me. The NWO Monday Nitro t-shirt. Hmm. Like I just, I want that shirt so badly. Is I, it the one that has like a tribally tattooy? Yeah, it just, it just says it has the NWO logo and then under uh-huh. it, and then it, and then it's saying WCW Nitro. It's just, it says Monday Night Nitro, just like the actual logo and it's black. Oh, white. okay. Hmm. Um, let's see. I You're can't not find that anywhere unless you make it yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Uh, let's see. I can't help but notice how much, I guess I won't say how much, and it's the only time I'm going to say, mention this dude's name on here. Um, how much Donald Trump talks like Hulk Hogan in the late nineties. He's like, Hogan Mm -hmm. is so bad. It's great for this WCW world. And I'm Mm going to show you to the promised land. It's going to be great. And I'm just like, Oh my God, dude. That's where he gets his, uh, he watched a lot of Hogan. It's great. I can't, I can't take it. Hogan, his look, promo look, sucked. Donald, this is what you got to do. Yeah. This is what you got to do, brother. Hogan you says... You just can't uh, use brother. Uh, Hogan says, when Hollywood's plane hits the ground, that all they all cheer for Hollywood. Hollywood is the man. Hollywood doesn't pull any punches. You know? Ah, dude, I don't pull any punches. I'm the man. Hogan then recaps Nitro, beating down on his nephew, Horace Hogan, the week before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh... Uh, NWO uh, Black and White is a pretty lame uh, stable, it's, it's right? Like, it's like Hogan and Jobbers. Yeah. Oh, so it's Virgil uh, Norton, but that, that guy was a, a beast in Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Giant, well, you know, uh, the Big Show. It's Scott Steiner. Yeah. Uh, Stevie Ray and Horace. <laughs> oh, my God. His nephew. His nephew, Horace Hogan. Yes. Yeah. So I mean the 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 non oh the non jobbers is you know cigarette smoking giant and and big Papa Pump. I totally don't remember. I just like I was like, why is giant smoking a cigarette? <laughs> it looked like the tiniest thing too. Anyways, uh, well it wasn't a full cigarette. He like he somehow like had like a half lit cigarette. Mm. Like it's like he had it there from earlier and like left it there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's like like a home like I don't know. I'm not making fun of me, but I'm saying like I've. I used to be homeless, so I can say this. Like I used to put like I put a cigarette. Like oh, I'm gonna go. And, I'm gonna put the cigarette right here on the outside of the store. So I go in the store and then I come back out, and smoke my cigarette. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nowadays I'm like fucking disgusting. But yeah, uh, Hogan is just rambling on. Basically, it takes him five minutes to say uh, that he can beat the warrior down, and uh, he will. He'll beat down if he can beat down his own flesh and blood. What will he do to the warrior? Mm-hmm. And he's just literally rambling for five minutes. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, Hogan? Yeah. And and you notice in the crowd, every, anybody who cheers for Hogan is like Hulkamania leftovers. Like there were kids when Hulkamania was around. Yeah. Well, I was a Hulkamaniac they, when they I was a kid. 
eh, I saw everybody was, you know what I mean? But like these older dudes just gave that vibe like Hulk mean here forever, man. When, when, Hogan, when Hogan turned heel, mm-hmm. I was in Olympia, Washington at my cousins visiting them. And I get the call from my dad. We're not watching a pay-per-view because I don't, I don't think they're not ordering like every pay-per-view. My dad ordered every pay-per-view and I'm just like, mm-hmm. and my dad calls me and he's like, Hogan, Hogan's a bad guy now. Like I told my, <laughs> I told my cousin and my cousin had one of those, like, what was it called? Uh, the little, my pal things, the little stuff. The, remember the little, the little plushy. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Um, and I told him and he cut the head off of it. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I hate you now. So it, it ruined. I mean, it really got to a lot of people. Um, mm. Sorry, I'm just. I need some text. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, I marked out when when he turned heel. I marked out. I was like, NWO is unstoppable. This is gonna be awesome because it. I I already was like, ugh, here comes old ass Hogan with the save. He's gonna save the day again. Oh wait. Oh my god. This is awesome. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, no. So I don't know. It's Hogan. Uh, yeah, at this so point, I you, you know what else is awesome? What we get to see Ming versus Wrath. Well, hold on. Before I notice this, I just wanted to point this out, and this is the okay, first okay. time I've noticed this. I know they overdub music, uh-huh. but I did not notice how they blur signs. There yeah. was a couple signs blurred, which mm-hmm. you know I'm sure were vulgar, but I'm sure no, I'm extremely vulgar because they let a lot of them go. But what have we seen any like Vince it was fears, probably, Vince fears ratings type yeah, of signs? Yeah, I'm, I'm sh- I've never seen that, and I'm pretty sure a Vince sucks dick is blurred out. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> uh, you know, anything that says Vince's name on it in on a WCW show is blurred out 100. percent Yeah. Uh, but as you were saying, Meng versus Wrath. Uh, this match got about four minutes and 23 seconds. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a match. You know, Ming is very stiff and very, you know, he's one of those guys that's always been, you know, a mid-card, you know, beast. And, he was King uh, Mang for a while. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Wrath, you know, he has his accolades too. Uh, the Atom Bomb. Remember Atom Bomb, yes. And he From wasn't all he, Japan. He's all Japan tag champ. Wasn't he, uh, was he in Chronic? Or was somebody else? Uh, I know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was uh, Brian Adams. Was that Brian yeah. Adams? Or mm, I don't. We're really mm, showing our asses here. I but. think. Yeah, I think he is Brian Adams because he was called the Adam Bomb. There we go. Uh, Mang uh, knocks Wrath out of the ring early. Uh, cannonball to Mang. The two exchange strikes. Flying clothesline to Mang. Uh, Shivani states, "Well." Wrath didn't think that he'd uh, win with a flying clothesline, but uh, you know it's it's worth a try to win the match, anyways. That's that's just another it's an example right there of you know the commentary actually just calling the match, mm-hmm. like as a fan, like because you would see moments where you know in wrestling, like, oh he hits a clothesline, he goes for a, a pin, and you're like you're not gonna fucking get the win, dude. We know how yeah. this works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for Shivani just to say, well, you know it's, it's worth a try to go because sometimes you you never know. You know. Yeah, but you got a two count out of it. Not like today where the one counts rule everything. Yeah. Uh, Mang bites Wrath. Then uh, I don't know what I wrote there. But, oh, this is uh, two matches in a row with biting involved mm-hmm. uh, to begin the night. Uranagi to Mang, Meltdown, which is a pump handle slam to Mang, and a pin in the win for, uh, God, what was his name? Wrath. 
Right. Uh, yeah, this is a semi uh, squashy. This match oh. went by fast, and it wasn't yeah. horrible. No, I will say but that. But it, it was a little squashy, and I don't know why it had to be included in the the pay per view. Dude, this there's so many there's so many fucking matches that could have that happened tonight that did not had to have happened. This could have happened on an episode of Nitro, and I'll get leading up to. Yes, just like another match. Uh, just, just like, like matches coming up. Just like the match coming up. But first, we have Lee Marshall backstage, literally for fucking two minutes, two or three that minutes. That was his name. Just, I was blanking so much. Just interviewing Billy Kidman. These segments don't have to be on for two to three minutes. Mm-hmm. The pay per view ran no. over on like the day it aired. People didn't see the main event because a lot of this shit didn't need to happen. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm caffeinated up and I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry at WCW. <laughs> it's a very validated uh, rant. My dad never yeah. got his refund for that show. I'm, I want that <laughs> oh, refund. Yeah. No. So, uh, uh, but direct, no. Direct satellite provider. Uh, his money back. What was it? Uh, what was it? No, we had cable. Bucks. We had cable. So, okay. So what was Comcast before it was Comcast? Viacom. I think it was. Yeah. It was Viacom so, at the time. Viacom. Give us the money back. Uh, Disco Inferno versus Juventud Guerrera. Uh, Without the, the mask. Uh, this is after Juventud Guerrera lost his mask in a mask versus mask match, I believe. I don't remember who it was against. Was it? Oh, come on. Was it He's Ray? Le, le champion. Was it against Jericho? It was against oh, Jericho. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, because it was, well, I think it was hair versus mask, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and he came into the ring wearing it as a necklace. That's right. I remember <laughs> that. Then he had the big list, the first list. Of his 1,002 holds. Yes. Uh, Disco Inferno's music hits, and I popped. I mean, I'm sorry, but every time I hear Disco, Disco Fever, Fever, I'm just like, Disco yeah. Fever. I was, yeah, I was yeah, such yeah, a mark. Yeah, yeah. I was such a mark for that shit. I don't, uh, yeah. Uh, Hoovy is, uh, like I said, wrestling maskless. Uh, the two exchanging moves, Disco, with Disco hitting a side slam. Hoovy tries to go. Uh, for a famouser type move, but messes up, and they just try to go for it again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "All right, uh, Larry to Hoovy, a long headlock to Hooventude. Uh Eventually, Disco evades Hoovy by moving out of the way of the ring. Um, with Hoovy hits a crossbody to Disco on the outside. Uh, they both lay there for about twenty seconds, and I, I'm I would thought they were someone was knocked out for a second. <laughs> Like, yeah. cause they were, they were down for a good minute and the camera's just on them and nobody's moving. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. and the ref is even like, uh, you guys. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. We have a helicopter spin to Juventud Guerrero. Disco falls to the outside. Oh, he falls. No, he falls onto Juventud Guerrero's nother regions as he falls down. Mm-hmm. Frankensteiner to Disco, spinning heel kick to Disco, modified bulldog to Disco followed by a kick out. And then a pile driver, a pin, and a win for Disco Inferno. What? Again, this match could have been on the Go Home Show on Nitro. Well, we didn't mention this, but this was lead in. this was a lead-in match. This was for a shot at the Cruiserweight title literally yeah. later tonight. Mm-hmm. Later mm-hmm. tonight. So this could have been, like you said, the Nitro before, two Nitros before, but no, it was... Tonight. Same night. The same exact night. So, okay, whatever. Now Disco has to wrestle twice. Uh, This Mm -hmm. was the match was a bit long. Like I said, it was, how long was it? Did I say it was? Uh, Nine minutes and 39 seconds. Wow. Nine minutes is a bit long for you? (laughs) For this match, yes. Okay. I'm not, that's the thing. It's not just like 
10 minute matches are long, but this match I felt like it was a little long. And it felt like the stakes weren't there. Uh, I could have done this match if it was just a little five minutes. Five minutes, yeah. Uh, we're taken mm-hmm. off. Five minutes taken see? off. <laughs> oh, so four minutes. Um, but now, see, you're relegating a pay per view match and turning it from 10 to something that could have been shown on regular TV yeah. a week before. But the match never kicked into third gear, is what I'm saying. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was it just didn't like. get a chance to. It was like, okay, okay, move, move, move. Oh, mm-hmm. it's over. It was never like, oh, shit, you know? Like, yeah. Disco hit this great move. No, Disco has just been trying to cut weight. He's, like, being billed as this stronger guy because he's trying to cut weight to make the weight class so he's mm-hmm. stronger than everybody else. I'm like, yeah, no, Disco, Disco Inferno sucks. Uh, Nitro break number two. Nitro girl break number two. Like I said before, people who ordered this pay-per-view live did not get to see the main event, and we have to sit here and watch the Nitro girls again. Okay, mm-hmm. no, that's fine. Literally... Things you put on TV to attract ratings is on a paid service. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You want your content. You don't want fillers like this. And this isn't, it's not just two. There's more. We have uh, probably my fa- one of my favorite moments of the night. Scott Steiner oh, comes out God. to the ring. Scott Steiner comes out to the ring. Or not to the rings. They don't do uh, promos in the ring. I forgot. They do them at the ramp or yeah. entranceway. Which, by the way, is yeah. one of the coolest entrance entrances in all of WCW history. The pumpkin with the beat, the, with the demon? Yeah, the, the, smoke coming the out entire inflatable demon thing, or the ghoul or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And they totally kept it at the MGM because they, they've had multiple um, Halloween Havocs there. Yeah. So they just, stage it here. Keep it here. We'll be back next year. Scott Steiner comes out to cut a promo. He says, you know I'm standing <laughs> here in Las Vegas, Nevada, the town that never sleeps. You know, I'm up for 30 days, 30 nights. Oh, I'm throwing my voice out already. Yeah. <coughs> uh, oh, I fucked myself up. He says, with a freak on my left and a freak on my right. And uh, one in a box. So being in Vegas is just another <laughs> night for me. Let me say oh, that again. Yeah. He says, I have a freak on my left, a freak on my right, and one in a box. So being in Vegas is just another night for me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just here to tell you, Big Papa Pump is in town and is ready to pound. <laughs> Wait, isn't that exactly what his brother said earlier? Like his brother said some. So. Like he said, the pound, it, the hound is in the pound, and he's going to oh, town. Well, he's he, he's talking about you know. They a dog wrote these pound. promo. They wrote these promos together. That's oh, what yeah, I they think. They were just like, "Hey, Rick, what do I say?" Well, this is what I'm saying, Scott. All right, Rick. <laughs> thanks. Well, I'm in the dog pound, and you're gonna pound. Exactly. He's exactly. It's, it's different. Yeah, it's different. It's different, but the same. Different but the same. Yeah, different the same. Uh, so and then he goes on. He says, this goes out to all the freaks out there. Big uh, Papa Bump is the hookup. Holla if you hear me. And then uh, then he says, Marcus, uh, I shoved you down in front of your mom, and I beat up my brother my entire life. So let's make this match interesting. Why don't you tag up with my brother, and I'm going to tag up. And he flubs his line. He goes, I'm going to tag up with the largest... The largest times in the world are going to tag up with the largest man in the world. Uh, he points to the giant. The giant comes out. He says, because the NW does what they want when they want. And tonight they want to defend the world tag team titles. And then we have J.J. Dillon coming out. And he's just like, wait, you guys are going to defend the titles? Can I make this official? Uh, he says, yes. Uh, he also adds, okay, well, if Rick and Buff win, then Rick and Scott, you're going to fight for 15 minutes afterwards. They agreed to the stipulation for some reason. I'm like, okay. It makes did, Scott Steiner did say it was his day off. 
It wasn't his day off. He had a scheduled match against his brother. I don't know why he said it was his day off. Uh, yeah, so then we get Fit Finley versus Alex Wright. Uh, another, uh, I always, I pop for dancing gimmicks. I don't know why. I'm just like, I'm sitting there just like, yeah, okay. Alex Wright. Uh, and I love how Fit Finley has like that European like brawler hair where it's mm-hmm. like really long on the top, but like shaved on the sides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alex Wright, I guess is the son of Steve Wright. That's what they say. Yeah, I didn't know uh, he was a second generation wrestler. So yeah, me neither. The, until there, yeah. Uh, they, um, oh, you on. know, this just shows that uh, that Eric Bischoff was a huge fan of of Saturday Night Live because they had like a German uh, dancer, like a nightclub gimmick going on there, like a bit yeah. on Saturday Night Live around the time. Funny. Uh, and then eventually they go back and forth, and eventually I'm concerned because I think there's a bird loose in the fucking arena. Really? It was, I the, it was Sting's vulture. It was literally like, I can't even do do the whistle. Ju- it was a bird whistle like throughout the match. I kept hearing, <laughs> unless somebody's, I know there are people out there that, that know how to whistle very well and very loud, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I heard it like, there was a shot of the whole arena like, and I heard like, whoop, like, <laughs> you know, things like that. Yeah, I, I think I remember hearing something like that. Yeah. Uh, both men tumble out of the ring. Finley uh, evades a missile drop kick. Uh, slams uh, right slams into the mat. Uh, we have a, re- a reverse neck breaker and a pin and win. Hey, very technically sound match. There's just no heat for anyone. No, no, this was, you're right. Uh, it was a fluid, technically sound match. It just wasn't that good. Was- uh, again, another match that could have been highlighted on Nitro. Uh, yeah, because it was just move, 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 finish. Mm-hmm. And I marked out at this point. Uh, with the Cat and Lee Marshall backstage. Ernest the Cat Miller. I That's haven't seen this guy Ernest in a Miller. long time. So Ernest the Cat Miller's backstage with Lee Marshall. Again, at WCW. They're at WCW.com uh, area. And you could just hear someone. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, okay, stop. Get the mic away from his fucking keyboard. Yeah. Um, The Cat's trying to call himself the greatest. Mm-hmm. He said, you can't call yourself the greatest because uh, somebody else calls himself the greatest. He goes, well. Mm-hmm. Call me the real deal then. He goes, can't call you the real deal either because, you know, they, uh, someone else calls himself the real deal. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I, I, Vander Holyfield and mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali, right? Right. That's okay. That's who they're trying to reference. Someone from mm-hmm. LA is calling me. That's weird. Um, Sorry, I got thrown off. There. Yeah. yeah, Ernest Cat Miller, uh, the once uh, karate instructor to Eric Bischoff's kids and Eric Bischoff. Yes. That's how he got his uh, start in WCW. Is it really? Wow. Uh, then we have, uh, we're told, a very specially added match for the night because we need to fill this card up tonight. Because we don't have enough matches that could have been on Nitro. Lodi versus Saturn. And, oh boy, Saturn. s and Saturn? Are you familiar with the Folsom Street Fair? I mean, I know you Saturn are. Saturn is. Uh, apparently Saturn is. So the Folsom Street Fair is a very kink-friendly street fair that used to happen uh, before coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, every year you go out and it's, it's pro-sex and pro-leather. And it's it's very, uh, as the Germans would say, it's very kinky. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Alex Wright would probably say. Um, but damn, Saturn comes out looking like he is ready. Like he has his leather hat on, like his leather commander's hat. He has, you see how they tried to explain it? What? No. Uh, it was in 
either he was or he has family members who are army rangers so he's wearing that in dedication to the army rangers. and some of his family members are dominatrixes and you know <laughs> yeah. he's wearing the leather chainmail to represent that mm-hmm. okay no yeah. it, it's funny because i was looking at him and i was just like like what what is like what is this like why okay like it's he looked okay he looked like a gi joe character that when they like you know when to- they had they had special edition toys like mm-hmm. this is special neon goop like where it come with like some neon goo or something yeah, yeah. and they would glow in the dark that's what he yeah. looked like he looked like those trunks should glow in the dark but mm-hmm. they're not wrestling in the dark so why would yeah. you get trunks that glow in the dark well he he switched the pants he used to wear trunks remember that well that's what i'm saying why would you get the pants yeah. like i yeah. think he looked good like he he had a look yeah wow mhm uh, let's see. Lodi runs over to the security guard. Who I believe the security guard accidentally grabbed his signs and started to walk away with them because maybe she thought or they thought that um, somebody dropped them from the fans. But it was weird because yeah. like house security grabbed them and started walking away. Uh, every time Saturn would go for a move, Lodi would run away. Uh, DVD. Do you even know why we're why they're fighting? Well, I'm glad you ask uh, because in Raven's flock, Saturn was uh, trying to leave and. Uh, and eventually, uh, he did leave, and he became Lodi's slave. That's the exact wording mm. they use on the show. Uh, so you know, he had he got away from being Lodi's slave, and now he has some pent up aggression. Yeah, let's see, the kink lifestyle has been uh, very pro- predominant. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which you know, hey, to each their own. But fuck, mm-hmm. Saturn. I will say this: the match was shit. Mm-hmm. Saturn is so good, though. He was Saturn. so fucking oh, good. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. precise. He would hit these like leg sweeps. Every movie mm-hmm. hit was precise. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. I wish he had someone better to work with than Lodi. So Yeah. It's and, okay. Uh, He'll get the gimmick of Moppy one day. Oh my God. And you know, in ECW, he was tagging with somebody that escapes my my memory right now. But they were an awesome tag team. Yeah. Uh then we get the uh WCW cruiserweight title. Um, remember, this is the same title. This I think this is the same title, the same lineage, right now, in NXT, mm. being held by two different men in two different continents. Oh, uh, you forgot Nitro Girl Break number three. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, no, I'm kidding. I, I've said enough. Uh, Kidman has control early. Disco- uh, hold on. What? This cruiserweight division is hot, hot, hot. Why? Because Kidman is still only 24 years old. Ray and Hoovy are 23. And Disco Inferno is 35, 40. Is he? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. This, he is. He's the, probably in his know, late 20s, elder, early 30s. He's the elder spokesman of the cruiserweight division at this yeah. point. Uh, Kidman has control early. Disco tries to keep up with Kidman, but uh, Kidman keeps fighting uh, out of all these different holds. Uh, swinging neck or swinging uh, leg scissor takedown to Disco Inferno from the outside to the inside, which looked pretty cool. Uh, nasty bulldog to Disco on the floor. Disco dodges a body splash. Eventually, Kidman hits a shooting star press, a pin in the win. And I just I couldn't get into this match, man. Okay, I have the the complete opposite. Opinion. Yeah, I know. I thought I thought Disco was awesome in this match with Kidman. I think they paired well. There was good chemistry. Uh, they had good flow, good I- synergy. Um, I should have went back and rewatched this because it was during my lunch break when I was at work. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and it was a satisfying finish. Like, you were kind of rooting for Disco because he had his, you know, moments where he could have won. And it shows his cockiness when I he think, refused to make pins. I think you would have, I would have rooted for Disco if this, ma- if I didn't see him wrestle already tonight. 
Yeah. Tell yeah me, if I was still, if, if I was just hot, just coming out, disco fever, I would have been like, come mm-hmm. on, disco, you know, but I'm like, yeah. okay, if I can just play your music and get out of here, let's fucking Yeah. Know. See, I had the advantage of watching up until Nitro Girl Break 3 or something, right? Okay. And then. See, you went back. This, okay. Then I came back and did, it, it's like if I saw Monday Nitro first and then I saw this on the pay-per-view. Yeah. So I really felt this match. So, like I just said, uh, that was a, a point of the show. Like they could have had the the Disco Inferno match with Hooventude on Nitro, maybe as a tournament, mm-hmm. um, and then built to this on the pay per view. No yeah, need totally. to have both matches uh, on the same night. Next yeah. up, oh, Jesus Christ, the exact same thing: Scott Steiner and the Giant versus Rick Steiner and Buff Bagwell. Uh, so, uh, and you know what, Giant, show some respect for the ring and do not flick that cigarette in the ring. Put it out first or something. This is the grossest thing ever. He's just like, like I said, he walks to the ring and all of a sudden he has a, like half smoked cigarette, mm-hmm. you know, at ringside. And I'm just like, okay. Uh, Buff tells Scott to suck it. Uh, Rick, uh, Giant and Rick start the match. NWO are isolating Rick Steiner. Buff is just uh, working up the crowd, trying to cheer on Rick. Uh, Rick gets Scott down. And then Bagwell, he says, no, tag me in. Tag me in. I, I want in on this match. And, and Rick's probably like, I can win the titles right here, dude. Yeah. You want in? Yeah. Okay. So he goes and tags uh, Buff Bagwell in. Um, Buff and Rick Steiner try to do a double like clothesline to mm-hmm. Scott, but Scott evades, and then Buff Bagwell just kicks Rick in the gut. And isn't that automatic DQ? You would think. I mean, yeah. no, technically not. I mean, I've seen partners turn, and you know. <clears throat> turn, you know what I mean? Left. Turn on each other yeah. and just leave, and the match mm-hmm. still goes on. So it's not an outside person. So no, it's technically not a DQ. Yeah, but you're still getting involved to change the outcome of a match. I don't know. It's just me. So Buff and uh, Buff and uh, Scott uh, begin to double team on, or they all triple team Rick for a second. Buff just leaves. Mm-hmm. Buff's like, all yeah. right, later, thank you. And well, the match continues. To, he has to do an outfit change. Jesus, yeah. Buff like leaves the ring area. Uh, the heels are isolating Rick. Giant gets on the turnbuckle. Scott is holding Rick. Rick Steiner um, then moves out of the way. Giant hits a missile drop kick to Scott Steiner. Oh my god, that dude! I was, I was fearful for that. Well, because <laughs> Giant gets on the turnbuckle and he Scott's just like holding Rick. Like, you all right Hello? up there? Yeah. All he right. kept shifting his feet. He kept shifting his feet. Yeah. You know, to the post. He like my left foot should be on post. Oh, no, slip. I feel yeah. comfortable. My right foot's on yeah. post. No, I don't feel comfortable. Oh, my God. I'm going to fall. So uh, he hits a missile drop, hit the Scott Steiner, Bulldog to the Giant by Rick, and the pin and the win. So and new. New tag team champions. Technically, it's Rick Steiner alone. Um, yeah. In WWE, and I think, honestly, <laughs> I'm not trying to be like, it's not fair to buff Bagwell, but it kind of isn't. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. in any other situation, you would have seen th- these two people would have been named the tag team. And yeah. Rick Steiner can't just go and give the belt to some the other belt to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I think yeah. there could have been some sort of like Buff Bagwell who's like, no, I'm I want my title. That's my title now, you know? Yeah, winner picks his partner. Exactly. See, that would have been that would have been a good storyline, but no. Mm-hmm. Um this was an okay match. Uh, Buff played the liar. He played the liar very well. I will say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. After the match, Scott tries to leave, but no, 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 because we have a, well, not a 15 minute, but a five minute and 10 second match between Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, the, the crowd is just fucking dead at this point. Because They're like, oh God, how more? can you be excited <laughs> for just like this match just finished and you just you're all oh god now it's like no you're supposed to be excited again go 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 mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. no I gotta go no. to the bathroom yeah, I saw you a title could, change you could have totally done you know th- this this the tag team match uh, on Monday or I don't know it was just a cluster or not it, do it at all or not do it at all yeah yeah and just go as planned because the plan was Rick and Scott right the plan was just Rick and Scott. <laughs> Uh, so the beginning of this match, Scott just hits a low blow to Rick, like in front of the referee. And this was two low blows because there was a low blow during the tag match. Uh, like I said, the fans are dead. Uh, seeing that, yeah. Uh, at this point, though, someone dressed as Bill Clinton runs into the ring. And, <laughs> Bill Clinton here and well, hand, buff Bill Clinton and hits and hits Rick with a slapjack. Which I don't even. Fucking, that, that was like the worst. What, what is a <laughs> slapjack? Is it like an actual thing? It was like some padding thing. Uh, you know what? You I don't know. I'm not from the Midwest. <laughs> Harlem Heat is. If you at home know what a slapjack is? Please let us know in the comments. Yeah, well, Harlem Heat is originally that. from Texas, but they're booked from Chicago. Harlem Heat. What are you talking about? But their name is Harlem Heat, so they're from New York. Uh, where? What? Oh, so yeah. somewhere along their travels. Well, no, no, no. This is what Bill Clinton. This is Bill Clinton handing. Uh, yeah, but he got that slapjack from Stevie Ray. Oh, did he? Yep. Okay. Uh, the man reveals himself to be Buff Bagwell. Literally, they were done. We were done with this. Buff Bagwell already had the turn, and you want him to be a surprise again? Yeah. Like, if I was at that pay per view, I would have been like, mm. "Can I get nachos?" Yeah. I wonder who was the booker at the time. Was it a Kevin Nash? I think it was uh, Eric Bischoff. And Nash, right? I don't, I don't because Nash that. is the one that booked the end of the streak. Probably. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, honestly. You know what would be a cool idea, Buff? Get a, a Bill Clinton mask. I mean, that would have been fine if, like, that would have just happened without the turn earlier in the night. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if they and took the mask off really fast. You're, and you're right. They could have just done the tag team match on Nitro mm-hmm. and then had, you know, Buff. Oh, Buff turned on him, but he's still a tag team champion. But then... Who, who is this coming out? You know, dressed like Bill Clinton. Oh, Buff mm-hmm. Bagwell. God darn it. Mm-hmm. He's back again. Uh, Scott and Bagwell. Oh, let's see. Where am I? Uh, Rick knocks down uh, Buff and then hits the bulldog on Scott. A ref runs down for the count. Uh, this match sucked. It was pin in the wind. It was convoluted. Yeah, there's, there's a little bit of a botch on that, too. Well, because the slapjack thing happened in front of the ref, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this match sucked. It was convoluted ending. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. had... Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, on to brighter things. We get a Scott Hall recap of him being hey, a complete yeah. drunk. Hey, yeah. I'm drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I mean, I wonder who copied and pasted this from who, because they literally have the exact same angle happening on WWE at this moment with, uh, mm-hmm. with Hawk, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he's recovering, I think, right? Hawk is in recovery. Yeah. Scott's or trying just, to recover. And Scott's just, I'm just, I'm just drug. Mm-hmm. So uh, this, uh, which is really sad, because you see him, he really does have a problem with alcohol, and you see him go like fight back and forth. I think you know, just mm-hmm. hope you hope you get some help, buddy. Uh, this match uh, came to uh, like I said when the Hall uh, started drinking and turned on Kevin Nash uh, and left the NWO Wolf Pack. Uh, Hall comes to the ring apparently inebriated. 
Paul then throws the drink of uh, a very clear looking liquid into. Yeah, is it vodka or is it water? Yeah, exactly. Uh, They battle on the outside. Hall uses a microphone as a weapon and opens Nash up. He begins to choke him with a cable. This is all in front of the ref, by the way. The ref's Mm -hmm. not knocked out. The ref's just like, come on, get in the ring. Well, I don't uh, don't know if the bell for the match officially started. It did. No, it did. No, no. I don't think it ever officially started. Like, the bell never officially rang. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, So, all that refereeing that he did in the middle, that meant nothing? (laughs) So I guess the whole match didn't mean anything. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. Uh, medical staff is checking on Nash. Hall gets the mic and tells Nash, uh, go back to the locker room because I'm done with you. And Nash then gets in the ring. Hall begins to beat down on Nash. Nash isn't fighting back for some reason. Hey, hey, hey. Nash is bumping like crazy for, uh, for Scott Hall. Hall. Like crazy. I've never seen him so energetic. Uh, let's see. Nash whips Hall and hits him with a side slam. Yeah, and Hall evades the jackknife powerbomb. Nash begins to unload on Hall like a kid playing a wrestling video game. Uh, for the first time, he just keeps hitting knee after knee after knee after oh. fucking knee to Scott Hall. And you know what's <sighs> gross about that? Where what? he was like, how about another one? Just you, you want a double? Uh, let's, a double? Let's do a double, uh, referring to a double shot of alcohol. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, Nash picks up Hall uh, when he uh, Hall has no fight in him. Uh, Nash whips Hall, hits him with a big boot, jackknife power bomb. Hall literally falls right oh my, on his head. Dude, that oh my god, that first one was insane. It, it didn't look good. Yeah, yeah, no. Nash signals to the crowd he wants to go for. This is when he says the double thing. Hits another jackknife power bomb and uh, this time he waited till uh, Scott Hall did a sit up and he he felt his chest hit his forehead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Nash just leaves. Mm-hmm. The ref is like, you can make the count. You could win the match. And uh, Nash didn't want to win the match. He just wanted to beat up on his on his former friend. Just beat some sense into him. But Yeah, that's how you help your friend kick his ass. Kick his ass and give him the win. Yeah. It made no sense. Like it, li- I literally felt like that 14 minutes and 19 seconds match meant nothing because... Yeah. Nash didn't care about the match. The referee didn't care about the match. I don't think mm-hmm. the bell even rang. So why care? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like but it, it doesn't continue anything. No. And you know well, it doesn't it conti- end it, it anything. Con- it continues the, the storyline because Hall's going to be like, hey, yo, I would. Hey, yo. And it's just, it's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb. More dumb is more Nitro Girls. I'm tired of this. This is number four. Natural Girls this break is the number only four. Time I will tell half naked people to get off my TV. I'm like, please, <laughs> Nitro Girls, can you please get off my TV? I, I am I'm done with this. Uh, and then we get ah, a, a, a matchup that we never thought we would see happen. This is Sting versus Lucifer Sting. Oh, the um, <laughs> yeah, NWO red and red and black Sting. And then that goatee that he's rocking. You know what? I will say this. My favorite looking Sting. Ooh. So maybe it's because that's when it was like the height of when I, when I watched wrestling. Yeah. You know, always my favorite thing. I never got, though, like looking back, why did Sting join the NWO? Like Sting was like this like crow like character where he's like, oh, I watch over WCW. I bring vengeance. And now all of a sudden he's like, 
hey, I'm going to go hang out with those guys who listen to hip-hop music. Yeah, I think it was a, a, <laughs> an anti-Hogan thing. Maybe. I'm going to join the crew that's against Hogan. I yeah. think that's what it was. But Sting just like, yeah, he had this new, like, like just feel about him. You know what I mean? A new... Yeah, um, like he's cool. He's cool again. Yeah. Sting was always able to find a way to be cool again until he lost his hair. Uh, Bret Hart versus Sting. It's the the match of the Scorpion Deathlock versus the Sharpshooter. Which devastating maneuver would win? It, I always like the uh, Deathlock better. It's the same thing, isn't it? No, no, no. Uh, the way Bret does it is using his left leg over. Yeah. And Sting uses his right leg over, which just it feels more comfortable to me, and it, yeah, it's yeah. visually more appealing. Have you because ever, have you ever been put in a Sharpshooter? Oh yeah, and it I put hurt. several on. Like I got a little brother. <laughs> it hurts like fucking hell, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh god. Uh, Brett evading uh, staying at every turn. Um, Brett, I love how these guys are just talking trash to the fans. They just go. They're like old school wrestlers. They're just going to the fans at ringside, just like. But they're yeah, extending Brett... the match out though, and that that pissed me off. Okay, but like, Brett's the best at this. He is. Uh, Sting takes it to Brett with a series of strikes. Hits Brett or Brett hits a DDT. Uh, builds the heat on Sting. Sting fights back and applies a Scorpion Deathlock on Brett, but Brett gets the ropes. Uh, right away. Yeah, Brett, uh, there's a point where Brett falls after a leapfrog attempt, and they're like, oh no, did he hurt his leg? But no, Brett is just working us all and pulls out the brass knucks. Uh, Brett drops the knucks. Sting picks him up, goes for a strike, but the ref, out of everything, like wants to stop Sting. You can't do that. You can't do that. Why? The, the entire night, there was just so many moments where people could have been... Weren't you the same ref that was here when the Slapjack was brought in? Thank you. I think it was. Um, so the ref stops him, but Brett low blows Sting during this. Uh, oh, my God. Low blow number 18. Uh, Hart begins to build the heat on Sting again. Then we get a ref bump. The ref, Billy Silverman, uh, goes to check on Sting, but uh, as he's coming in the ring, and Sting just strikes him, just like he's getting checked. He's ugh. I'm just like, Sting. first off, Sting, if you're going to do that, if that was Bret Hart, why are you just going to go, Ugh, oh, God. You know what I mean? Like He was recuperating. Give him no, a no. Okay, if you face your <laughs> opponent when you hit them. Yeah, it's a ground. Uh, and then all of a sudden, since the ref is down, Bret just says, fuck it, and hits a leg drop on the ref Dude, for good measure. Mo- moment of the night by far. Which I, I love. I laughed out loud in the middle of the night. Woke up kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, that was a great moment. Uh, Sting punches Brett in the dick on the top of the turnbuckle. <laughs> like he, It's not even a low blow. He just literally like, bam. Like it was a jab to the dick. Uh, Stinger splash to uh, superplex to Brett. They fall onto the ref's legs, which I felt bad for the ref. Stinger yeah. splash to Brett, but he overshot it. And that was supposed to was happen. Weird. And yeah, he hit his head weird. on the turnbuckle. Sting is draped over the top rope. That's when uh, Brett goes for the baseball bat and begins to beat down on Sting. Uh, Brett revives the ref, applies the sharpshooter, and uh, Brett wins by technical submission. What could have been a, a great match has been... Foiled deemed... by WCW booking. Yeah. But no, yeah, foiled totally. by late... 90s WCW booking. Let me reiterate. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm telling you, Kevin Nash is behind this. Uh, if, it, Brett had, if Brett had booked this with Sting alone, they would have figured it out and made it an amazing match. Uh, this match was a mess. It was overbooked. It wasn't horrible, but <laughs> you're in for a big surprise. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. Uh, after the match, Billy Silverman calls for the medical attention on the EMTs to get Sting out of there. And Sting is It would take forever, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, literally. I'm like, all this stuff, all this bullshit. You know what I mean? You guys had three hours. Mm-hmm. Three fucking hours. And you guys didn't have to start the match until about 12 minutes and X amount of seconds. You, you know could, what I mean? Uh, all the fat you could have trimmed. Ah, oh, man. If I bought that steak, I would... Well, it... The fat's tasty, but you know mm. what I mean? This is mm-hmm. not tasty fat. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a lot more non-tasty fat. Uh, Hollywood Hogan. I, I don't know why I said Hollywood Hogan, not Hollywood Hogan. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood Hogan. That should have been a character from at one point. I am Hollywood Hogan. And mm. like, no, you're a heel. You're an asshole. Yeah. Uh, versus the warrior. Uh, this match got about 14 minutes and 18 seconds. Wow, no wonder it felt like a lifetime. So Nick Patrick is the ref in this match, and I think this is pre-Nick Patrick joining the NWO, or is this post? I think it's pre. Okay. No, it's post. Okay. Uh, of course, Warrior and Hogan. That was earlier. That was early, early NWO when they had sold out, the first sold out. Oh, you're right. Uh, they're stalling the, the the beginning of this match just by oh, having but, a pose Hogan off. Hogan has done that all his life. What, the pose off? Yeah. I know, but with everything in the show, it must be pointed out that we have another stalling of the yeah. show. Yeah, and he does that thing where, you know, he walks around the ring. As, like, Bret Hart did it masterfully when he walked in the ring, jumped out, walked in, jumped out. The way Hogan does it is just like, come on, dude. Yeah. You're just exposing your flaws. Uh, Warrior strikes Hogan down. These two are wrestling like it's 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, Warrior then challenges Hogan Boring. to a test of. Sh- yeah, we got a boring chant. Ooh. We got a boring yeah. chant. Mm-hmm. That was. It really proved to me that in this day and age, the wrestling fans watch WCW mm-hmm. because you get chants, actual chants like that in WCW. Whereas in WWE, you didn't get like really good chance like you would eventually start getting like austin like you just get austin austin yeah you want to get like boring chance or this match sucks yeah and the you fucked up chant bled from ecw into wcw yeah yeah. you didn't really see it in wwf wwe yeah hogan beats warrior into the corner hogan then gets warrior on his knees for the oh so sorry warrior challenges hogan to a test of strength he's Mm -hmm. like let's do the test of strength and like Hogan's back like in 88. Yeah. And Hogan just beats Warrior into the corner, gets him on his knees. And uh, then he's like, okay, then we'll do the test of strength for two minutes. Mike Tanay. Oh Mike Tanay, I love I love Mike Tanay. He goes, Well, he goes, Well, this match, this this is for Las Vegas and the MGM Grand. What? The, and not the TV viewer? This Fuck. match was for the entire city? Yeah. Like you win the city? If there, you win this match, oh, you get the key to the city. If you and win. the MGM, so you own a fucking okay. That's I would actually. I would not have loved to see a warrior run casino because it probably wouldn't. Uh, they probably <laughs> wouldn't allow a lot of people in. Let's be frank. Oh yeah, the yeah, guy was a racist and homophobic. Half so, of the population. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, I would rather see a Hogan a, a casino. I guess at that point. Uh, it's it's a hard choice. It's I think choice. Hogan was the yeah. I think Hogan was the least was the less racist out of the both of them. Hey, he, he, give, he at least give, wants to see somebody that has money. Given uh, given the evidence that I've seen, I would say Hogan was the less racist. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to speak. Will if anyone takes offense that I know Warriors past. Sorry, 
Yeah. Just go search his name on YouTube and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, like that Warrior Award, it, it gives it new meaning. Yeah. Uh, we get another ref bump, two matches in a row, uh, where Warrior evades a shoulder tap or a shoulder block, and Hogan strikes. He just goes and strikes Nick Patrick down and then hits him with a knee for good measure. Two mm-hmm. matches in a row. Literally copied the exact same spot that Bret Hart did. Yeah. From another member. Well, I guess Bret Hart wasn't in the NWO officially. He was just like, he was like a tag along kind of like, like if I'm not going to be your leader, but I'll, I'll, I'll hang out with you guys. Yeah. Hogan then calls down the giant um, <laughs> and a warrior evades a big boot giant. Then uh, knocks Hogan down, which, you know, which was another copy and paste from the same spot earlier in the night. Uh, warrior fights off Vincent and Stevie Ray warrior goes for a pin, but he forgets the ref was down. I, I don't know. I don't know why he went for the pin. The ref was just knocked out. Uh, the ref is up. And- oh, you know why? Is to verify that he got the pin and the three count on Hogan because he covered him. Then he he counted himself one, two, three. Oh, okay, I guess. Yeah. Where's the ref? Yeah. Oh my God, he's over there. So the ref is up. Hogan begins to use his weight belt as a weapon. There's a really mm. weird spot when Hogan is trying to roll. Or sorry, when Warrior is trying to roll out of the ring to his right, mm-hmm. he starts to roll out of the ring and then he stops. And then rolls all the way to the other side of the ring to his left. And they were like, oh, look how smart and, and Hogan, is Hogan. And Hogan tripped up on him. And they were <laughs> like, that was a unique maneuver where he rolled. It was a rolling block. Yeah, it was yeah. a rolling block. Oh, my goodness. That was a it was very smart of Warrior. Yeah, that, that was hilarious. You know, fucking Shivani and, and he and were just like, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Warrior, he was out. Why did he go across the? Oh, my God. Uh, Warrior uh, rips the belt away from Hogan. Whips Hogan with the belt. Hogan tries to, uh, oh, and then Hogan pulls a fucking sandwich bag out of his tights. Yeah. Pull, you see some papers and you, you see a lighter and you're like, what the fuck is going oh on? Oh my God. He's going to smoke a joint in the rain. <laughs> I literally thought, I was like, is this fool about to roll a joint? Be like, warrior, stop. How are you like this? Let's, let's just smoke. <laughs> I know, I know you right. like this. Uh, and then I just, I don't know. I was just, what, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, Hogan lights it, and it's like a, supposed to be a fireball. Yeah, like in the in the in the mid '80s, the fireball was very popular in WCW, NWA, AWA. They used Why? this all. They would use this all the time, but the, the people that did it knew how to pull it off, and that fireball would look amazing. And I'm sure they didn't have a camera zoom in on a fucking sandwich bag and a lighter. Like mm-hmm. you literally saw Hogan pull a miniature sandwich bag out of mm-hmm. his tights, take it out and like li- try to light it up. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I would say this was more of a failure than X Pac trying to cut Jeff Jarrett's hair after SummerSlam after their SummerSlam. Oh match. yeah, yeah, you yeah. I mean? Because this was the finish, and that was a huge fireball. Failure. The fireball to the end, and this was barely yeah. a, a matchstick. Yeah, Hogan is busted open for some reason. Uh, because he cuts himself off and gives a, a warrior a blatant low blow in front of the ref leg mm-hmm. drop pin win or uh, sorry leg drop warrior evades the leg drop god there's more to this mm-hmm. match yeah there is and this is <sighs> where eric bischoff calls an audible you horse get out there with a chair well why would they have done that? i don't think that's part of the match i think the finish was fireball pin when we go home 
I should have listened to 83 weeks <laughs> on this, but uh, I'll listen afterwards and I'll, I'll, and I'll text you. But uh, okay. Bischoff follows down, you're right, with Horace. Or Horace comes down first and then Bischoff's behind him. Horace mm-hmm. has a chair in his hand mm-hmm. and uh, he just strikes Warrior in the back and Hogan gets the pin. And yeah, this match Dude. fucking sucked. This, I, I I just give props to Eric Bischoff. I know he, I know for a fact he, he no, it's not fact. It's you know in my head, but I'm I'm pretty sure that he called that audible and was like, "Horace, get out there, come with me, hit that guy in the in the back, and that's how we're going to finish this match." And it makes sense because it's it, the, when they beat him up, they're testing his loyalty, and this is how he gains the trust of Hogan back. Well, yeah, but like then like to me, it seemed like they planned it. Then you know what I mean? Like that seemed like the planned finish then. Then the fireball. Then the fireball was clearly a botch. Yes. Well, yeah, absolutely. So but it was do, Halloween do we, hell. So it had to be some goofy shit. Yeah. Um. So are we guessing that Warrior kicks out of the fireball? I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't even think they knew. <laughs> yeah, we're overanalyzing. So this match was just one step above a Mongo McMichael match because uh, mm-hmm. it was B A D bad. Overbooked to the moon, literally copied every spot from earlier in the night, and it was a sloppy as fuck match. The only reason this match happened was so Hogan can get his win back against the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, I'm so glad I never, ever, 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 ever have to watch this match ever again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, after the match, uh, Warrior. Oh wait, there wasn't a Nitro Girl break. Well, oh my god. Well, hold on. Uh, sure. Horace and covers. Uh, Ultimate Warrior and lighter fluid. Oh yeah. And I don't know what is going on, but then Doug Dillinger, who is just like, like literally, like how would you describe Doug Dillinger? He's like J and J Security, but without mm-hmm. any talking roles on. Like you would just see him, like you know when Finley runs down and mm-hmm. after like someone gets hurt, like in or IRL. Joey Mercury. Yeah, or Joey Mercury. Joey uh, Mercury. Joey Mercury, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes out, you know, and, and checks on somebody after they get beat up really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug Dillinger is like that, but he stops them uh, from lighting, lighting warrior, on, warrior fire. on fire. Yeah. And to me, I wonder if, like, this was just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, no, I got, I got scared for a second. Sorry. I thought I lost my notes for the main event. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, Doug Dillinger. He I just thought you were in shock over them pouring. No, no. Uh, ca- Doug Dillinger. Doug Dillinger. A guy just he just shocks me. He should be the new shockmaster. So, Horace, you make me sick. Horace, <laughs> Horace, no. Uh, yeah. So, I I want to stop talking about this match now. Okay, that we're done. Let's go to the main event because it was by far my favorite match of the fucking night. Match of the night. Was it worth it? Probably not, but. But now that we're here, literally loved okay. every every bit of this. Every, every second of this of was fucking great because, mm-hmm. I mean, they could have put on anything after this, and I probably they could have probably put on Southern Justice versus the the New Age Outlaws, and I would have loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. It was DDP versus Goldberg for the world. Or sorry, as Michael Buffer said, the WCW NWO World Heavyweight Title. So technically, it was the the NWO had a that I they had stake in the world title, yeah. Okay, um, but I will say I'm going to say this because Michael Buffer makes this match sound like a main event. It makes mm-hmm. it sound like an actual sporting event. Mm-hmm. 
he lists uh, he he does his are you ready to rumble um mm-hmm. and then he starts listing off all the doctors involved with this match, all the mm-hmm. athletic commissioners, the Nevada State athletic commissioners, just like you would do a, um, a boxing match yeah. in a boxing match or an MMA fight nowadays mm-hmm. in Vegas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think this needs to be done more often. Things like this. And I think, honestly, AEW can do it. Justin Roberts would be, mm-hmm. he's really good at bringing that Michael Buffer feel and that yeah. main event feel to every single match. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, every every time there's a title on the line, they should do this. Yeah, uh, DDP comes. Uh, he comes out to the ring. He's giving me total like John Moxley vibes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because he, he comes out to the ring. He's walking through the fans. He's just like, whatever, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he comes. But then he come out. I think he came out through the. Um... Well, he came out from the stage and then he went through the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. that was awesome. Uh, Goldberg comes out and I, I love all these long Goldberg entrances. But uh-huh. like I said. You know he headbutted that door because you saw that thing shake. Well, they pointed out. They go, oh, he, he, he knocked that door open. Yeah. Remember that time Goldberg like hit his head on something, like hit his head on the he door? He came out like, bleeding. He busted his head open. Like I think he, yeah. saw, he gave himself a concussion. Yeah, yeah. He came out bleeding, and then he tried to do his thing. <sighs> under Goldberg the, uh, did a few things in WCW that were like, oh, he shouldn't have done that. Like when he broke yeah. that, when he punched that window, mm-hmm. too, and like cut his arm open. Yeah, he had like. 16 stitches or something yeah. crazy, yeah. Uh, but Goldberg has the longest walk to the ring. Like, he's literally walking from two stadiums away. Yeah. And why all the security? Yeah. What's up? Why all the security? Well, Isn't he Goldberg? The, he's the world champion. You got to protect yeah. your champion, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. you know, I I don't like cops. I will say that. I, I'm not yeah. a huge fan of police officers. If you're a police officer and you watch the show, thank you. But yeah. not a big fan of police in general. Yeah. Uh, you might be a great person for watching the show, but... You know, check yeah. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, didn't DDP get Goldberg involved in wrestling? It was isn't he the one that uh, brought Gold Bill Gold the then Bill Goldberg to Eric Bischoff and you know the what? WCW sex? I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, look, <laughs> I, at, I'm, I think yeah. I remember something like that. I think DDP was the reason why he's there. Yeah. And if they're buddies from even before wrestling then this is a good reason why Goldberg worked very well with DDP because he had ultimate respect for the guy. Yeah, so this match uh, came to because DDP won the, uh, not War Games, but the World War Three yep. match. Oh, I thought Rumble. it was War Games. Was it War Games? I thought it was. Okay. But I, I, I might be wrong. They, they said it on, on the pay-per-view. But yeah, Fall quiet. Brawl. I thought it was like World War Three. It might, it might have been, yeah. I could be wrong. I might, that might be I the might next be pay-per-view. Um... Let's see. They go back and forth. Uh, DDP locks up with Goldberg multiple times. With Goldberg, just keeps throwing DDP into the corner. Uh, oh, and he sells like a champion. They tumble to the outside. For a minute, though, they had legit heat with each other. I felt like the ref actually was like, "Yo, chill out, chill out." No, you know what? I think it's the the butterflies in the tummy. That could be. Got, got into Goldberg. He was like, "Oh, I'm feeling this one." DDP evades the spear. Where Goldberg running straight into the post, uh, flying lariat to Goldberg. DDP uh, hits a really nice uh, one arm DDT to Goldberg coming off the ropes. Uh, DDP then signals uh, for the diamond cutter, but we get a spear to Dallas. Uh, Goldberg still working on the shoulder, or because he's working the shoulder injury from when he ran into the post. Mm-hmm. Goldberg can't get DDP up for the jackhammer. He barely gets him up, though, and DDP reverses into a oh diamond cutter. Oh, my God. Everyone was oh down. Uh, both men down. Goldberg's uh, he eventually covers Goldberg. He kicks out after two. Goldberg then reverses a suplex. Barely gets DDP up, though. He does get the jackhammer. 
um, with the pin and the win. Uh, this wasn't the most technically sound match, but the build was really good. It was treated like a main event. I'm surprised that Warrior and Hogan didn't main event the show, but I'm so glad they didn't. You know what? The world title needs the main event every show. The world mm-hmm. title match, I don't care. If you have a feud that is that is bigger than the world title, then I think you're messing up. Yeah. I, I honestly do. I think if you have a feud that is right before the main event and like you're trying to build the whole show around that match. Mm-hmm. Because like I barely remembered that this match was happening. Like when we got to Warrior and Hogan, I was like, oh, the main event, fucking finally, it's gonna be over with. And you know what I mean? But no, yeah. like we Diamond Dallas Page versus Goldberg, which was a great match. It was good, uh, the build was good, it was treated like a main event, it was fun, yeah. and you're not doing Halloween Havoc justice if it's not fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, so watch Watch Jericho if you're at home and you're keeping score and you want to watch this pay-per-view and enjoy it. It was watch. it was an Oreo of a show. Yeah. It, 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 trick or treats. You know, and, and so watch because my favorite part of an Oreo is the cookie. Yeah. So. I like the cream and the cookie together. I like it all. Um, so watch Jericho Raven. Yes. Watch Disco Kidman. Yeah. Um, watch Goldberg and DDP. Yes. Yes, very much so. Just that. And watch Scott Steiner's promo. It, yeah, and watch Scott Steiner's promo. And if you like Nitro Girls, watch them dance. Sure. Why not? Yeah. And if, you, and if you're in a mood for complete fuckery, go ahead and watch Hogan Warrior on a night by itself so there's no context to this pay-per-view at all. Yeah, because it is it, uh, so bad. I, yeah. think, I think Warrior was pretty much done in, in WCW after this, right? Yeah, I think so. Or he may have come out. Warrior may have come out one more time and lost at the next paper or something. something. But I don't even yeah, think but it was on paper. Yeah. Warrior got owned in WCW. That's what he was there to do. He's there to do the job. Yeah. So. Well, I make, think make uh, the paycheck. Yeah, you know, that was a uh, WCW Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety eight, and uh, yeah. Well, thank you for sticking in this long. I mean, a guy barely did. Yeah, um, we both were being tortured all week. Hey, how far did you get uh, this far? How far did you get this far? You done? Not yet. Not yet. Well, guys, thank you for watching. If you haven't watched uh, what WWE counter-programmed this show with, the Sunday Night Heat uh, episode number 13, 14. I can't remember which one it was. Eh, let's just keep it to dates now. Yeah, happened on October 25th, 1998. Go check that out, our review of that. And uh, that about does it here for us today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at City Wrestling Radio and at CWR415 on Twitter. And we'll see you later. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Oh, wait, I was going to sing my song. Yeah. Don't don't turn around on the pack of wolves. Then it's the World T3 version. Don't turn around because they're a bunch of wolves. Yeah. Watch out, Jimmy Hart. I'm coming for that. All right. See you guys later. Bye.